0: and then on the third day the school sent a text message saying your kids are off until (laughs) um any other moms go into like almost a panic what do i even do here i'm supposed to teach my kids at home during all this crazy whoa hold up. I honestly didn't know what to expect or what to do or where to start, but I knew that I had to do one thing and that was just embrace it. Make the best of it because these are going to be memories for them. Hey guys, and welcome back to Hustle to Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Deidre Weaver. I'm so grateful that you're taking time out of your day to just sit here with me to share my heart, my words, and hopefully fill your cup. Your love, your support means more to me than you will ever, ever know. So please enjoy, buckle up, and let's get to it. So much for sitting here with me today. It means the world to me that you're taking time out of your day to just hear what I have to say. You see, I look at us as friends, just sitting around a campfire, sharing life stories, just growing through it together. I do get asked, however, how can I connect you outside your podcast? So I want you to have no fears. I am here for you. There are some easy ways to connect with me. The first is definitely my website. It has everything you need in one place. You have information for my upcoming boot camps, coaching, free resources, my podcast, my blog, and ways to shop with me in a simple contact form right then and there. That website is www.deidraweaver.com. Or maybe you're on social media come connect with me on Facebook or Instagram my Facebook is dweaver fitness and my Instagram is at Deidre underscore Weaver trust me I'm always there sharing my crazy life sharing inspiration and just being here to be a friend for you I can't wait to chat I hope you have the best day today talk to you soon Today's podcast is going to be for real, in real time, what's going on in my life and just kind of how I'm rolling with the punches through it all. So if you're like me, you've got kids. And with this whole pandemic that's happening, your kids are at home now because we're on social distancing and we need to keep the large groups at a minimum so it doesn't get worse, right? But Um, Can we talk about changes? First off, like shout out to all the teachers because I cannot even imagine having to pull together lesson plans to go e-learning in two days and just be able to roll with it and provide everything that these kids need without saying goodbye. Like I could get emotional just thinking about it, but I'm so freaking thankful. Like they have made my job so much easier, but anyway. The point of this podcast is just to kind of break down where I'm going on my homeschool schedule, routine, changes, how I'm embracing it, and kind of like my biggest tips, but I also asked some of my, my favorite teacher friends their biggest tips, so stay tuned to just dive into that. Before we go straight to the tangible things, I really want to sit here and Talk about change, honestly, because change is really scary, and I need you to be able to acknowledge it and know that and feel it and be okay with that. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to not know what you're doing. It's okay to have zero control, but at the end of the day, no matter what your fears are, this is this is the new normal for a lot of us, and we're all going through it at the same time, and it's a struggle for everyone. But just like I always say, we get two choices. We either get to sit in the pity party, pouting and feeling sorry for ourselves, or we get to take action and we get to do something with it. So I hope that this podcast can encourage you to do something with it. But before we really, really get into it, I want you to take the expectations of how you think you should be showing up as a parent, as a teacher, as a insert whatever word you think you need to show up as right now. I I want you to take those expectations and I want you to erase them. You don't have to show up as the best teacher in the world. You don't have to show up as the teacher that they were seeing every single day for the past however many months. You're not going to be the same. And if you hold your expectations to those standards, you are going to let yourself down. You don't have to show up as Martha Stewart, Betty Homemaker, perfect Pinterest mom. Stop putting those expectations on yourself. If you're expecting perfect, you will constantly let yourself down. And I say that because perfection does not exist. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have days where we just lay down and we watch movies all day long and we have a lazy day, right? Like it's just going to be part of it. And I really, really want to encourage you to roll with the punches and let go of the control in the sense that it all has to follow in that perfect little order. Everything happens at this minute on this dot and just breathe and know that even though it may be organized chaos, you're doing the best that you can and you're amazing and you're trying and that's what really matters. If you sweat the small stuff, you will it'll, it'll eat at you and you'll be anxious and you'll be overwhelmed. And I don't want that for you. I want this journey to be enjoyable. I want this to be the best days of your life. We often get caught up in the comparison and we look at our social media, especially now. I know I am sharing so much of what we're doing. Um, but we look at what other people are doing and we're like, why am I not that good? Oh my gosh, look at what she's doing as a mom. Look at how amazing she is. Look at that cool project they did. Oh my gosh, I wish I could. And if we get stuck in that comparison trap of you telling yourself you're not good enough because she's doing better, sister, that will not bless you. You will never be able to reach the full potential that you have if you're telling yourself you're not enough. So you really have to let go of comparison and you have to know that it's going to look different for every single person, every parent, every kid, every family, it's going to look different and you've got to be okay with that. What's working for them may not work for you and that's okay. It doesn't have to be the same. At the end of the day, as long as your child is fed and clothed and loved That's what really matters. So let me just give you permission to give yourself grace and slow down. And let's think about this from the best, healthiest point of view, from the point of view of positivity, of love, of happiness. But let me start that by saying that homeschooling, honestly, is one of my dreams. I know. Crazy, right? No, really. I mean, not forever. But my dream is to be able to take a year and travel the world. And I know that that's not possible if they are in school. The only way that's possible if is, is if I decide to commit to homeschooling and teaching them while we're on the road. And that honestly stems from the idea of freedom that I have for me and my family. Um, I don't want to have to live life on someone else's schedule. I want the freedom to get up and go do anything at any time. So when I learned this, I was like, oh snap. Okay. All right, this is the test. Are we going to do this? Is this going to work? How am I going to handle this? And honestly, as I'm going into this role and I don't want to get emotional, I realized this is what I've been training for. Like literally. Um you guys know my story, I've shared it multiple times, but I started this journey, my whole health and fitness journey. <sighs> Struggling with postpartum depression, not knowing how to handle the loneliness, how to find the good, be positive. I didn't have happiness. I didn't have purpose. And so that's what I worked so hard for. And I honestly think that God gave me my sons to show me what love was so that I could love myself enough to show up each day. And now here, Here's the ultimate test, right? Like I have to prove my patience and I have to prove my love and I have to prove my understanding. But I have that because of what, I, because of what I've gone through. I have that now and I get to show up as a better mom because of every day that I decided to move my body. Every day that I decided to eat right. Every day that I decided to read or listen to personal development. All of that trained me for this crazy chaos and I say crazy chaos because it literally was just thrown on everyone, right? If this would have happened to me five years ago when I was in this depressed state, oh my gosh, this would have created trauma for my children and I'm just going to say that as it is because I would have been angry and anxious and upset and overwhelmed. I would have taken that energy that I had out on my kids but because I take care of myself, I get to show up better. And now I don't want it to be a rant or anything about self-care. I do think it plays a big role. And why do I think that is because mindset is everything. What you bring to your homeschool or to your children, even if we're not homeschooling, your energy matters. They feel that. They see it. They feed off that. If you're anxious, angry, overwhelmed, guess what? They're going to act out. But if you're positive, uplifting, understanding, guess what? They know that they can trust and rely on you to love them no matter what. So as you're going into this whole thought process, I really, really, really want you to ask yourself, who needs you on your A-game? And while your journey may look different from mine because maybe you are a work outside the home mom, or maybe you're a stay-at-home mom, or... I don't know, there's so many different ways and different things that are happening right now. For me, I'm a work-at-home mom. I'm building my own business online and I I get to tackle homeschooling five kids and I don't have five kids, but my niece and nephew are staying with me right now because um, hello, quarantine. And I'm going to be honest, I am being very, very strict about it for me and the children. We're not leaving the house. We don't want to get sick, like none of that. So I'm taking care of them and they are my number one first priority. But that also means it's a learning curve. Learning how to manage five kids on some sort of a routine and schedule. Like I said, we're rolling with the punches. But honestly, I will tell you. This is my outlet. You see, when you lose all control, you don't know what to do with it. And I have no control of what's going to happen in the world, what is happening in the world, what's happening in my community, what's happening with the people around me. I have no control over any of that. I do not know the outcome and I don't get to create it. But what I do have control of is where I channel my energy. And I decided to channel it into this homeschool process. Why? Because I love planning. I love getting an idea. I love tackling things. You guys know my superpower is getting shit done. I was like, all right, this is a challenge. Let's have fun. Let's do it and let's freaking level it up, right? That's my crutch. (laughs) I know right now in my life, there's two things I can control. I control how I show up in my own health and fitness and I can control how I show up as an amazing teacher for them. How I can build my life, our routine into this new adventure, right? So I'm putting all of my heart, all of my energy, and all of my love into that. Into the things that I can control. Why? Because I want these times to be the best memories ever for my children I don't want them to be traumatized from having to be schooled at home or be taught by their mom I don't want the sitting down at the kitchen table yelling and fighting over learning things and and creating that tension and that that heartache I don't want that for for my kids I don't want that for me I don't want them to look back five ten years from now and say oh, I remember that one time my mom had to homeschool me. It was terrible. And I feel like a failure in school all the time because of it. And I want to give up when I don't get it right. I want them to look back and say, oh my gosh, that was the best time of my life. My mom was so much fun. We made so many memories. Look at everything that we did. And so going into this, I knew that those were my intentions. And so I had to ask myself, what is it going to take for you to show up like that? And so that's kind of where we're at. And I love that I can share this in real time with you guys because, like I said, I don't know the outcome. I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm just doing my best to figure it out. First things first is I totally got them involved. Of course, we haven't like dove in with them all that's going on. They know there's a sickness. They know they don't want to get it. And they know that that means there's no school. So I'm getting them involved. I'm letting them have fun with it. Beforehand, before we even started our school, and I'm gonna share a cute story with you, um, I kind of asked them questions. I took them each individually and I said, What's your day like? What do you do at school? How, like, when you get there, what is your routine and schedule? I asked them what they do each week. When they go to different specials, is what they call them, or they have centers, I talked to them and I really opened that line of communication and I let them know that they kind of have control of our day. No, they don't have control because I'm the boss, 100%. But by telling me, laying it out, I get to pretty much reinvent what they're doing at school so they don't feel up in arms. Because I know for this, for them, this has changed too. And, and give them my all. Who needs me on my A game <laughs> right now? These babies do. And although... It totally changes everything with my work schedule. It's a sacrifice that I am totally willing to make. I want to be there for them. And if that means like more nap time hustles, if that means staying up later at night to get my work done, then so be it. But right now they need a happy mom. They need structure and they need routine. And that's what I'm here for. So anyways, I want to share my top tips, my tangible tips, so that maybe you're in the same boat and you're struggling or you don't know where to start, you don't know where to go, you don't know what to do. I really want to share what's working for me, what we did to prepare, and how we're getting through it. Change is just as scary for these littles as it is for us mamas. Being able to create that routine at home so that they're kind of like staying in that, that frame of mind has been really helpful. I asked them their favorite things about school and then they even got so excited as I was sitting here creating stuff because I know my kids like they love behavior charts, they love visuals, all that stuff and I mean they're kind of just like me because I love it too. Um they were so excited. They were like, "Oh my gosh, can I make it? Can I can we decorate it? Can we can we name our school?" And I looked at them kind of like they were crazy and I was like, hell yes, you can. And so they made the cutest sign and they named our school Cool School. And they're here for it like every single day. They are so excited for Cool School. And I truly think that that's because I let them get involved and also I'm amped up for it. I want the energy to be positive and uplifting, so I create that. I don't want school to be... Icky for them. I don't want them to get anxiety around it. I want them to be like, yay, school! And so that's the energy I'm putting off when I do it. My second tip is set some sort of routine or schedule. But I will say, maybe you're not a routine or schedule person. Stick with me here. I promise I will be able to speak to you too. But Having that routine or schedule of what you're going to do like day by day so that they know what to expect next lets them be less anxious. It's not like, okay, well, now mom has to do this. So we're just going to go play. And then all of a sudden when they're exhausted from playing all day, you expect them to do their schoolwork. If you can really have a set routine in place where you're like, okay, do this, do this, do this. And that's our day. They're going to know that after you eat breakfast, then you do reading. And after you do reading, you play a game or whatever that may look like for you. And I also want you to know that you've got to be super, super flexible. Like I said before, not every day is going to be a good day. And maybe sometimes you just need a mental health afternoon or morning or full day. It's okay being flexible with it. It's okay if your times aren't oh one, we read a book. Don't be that strict with yourself. Don't put that much pressure on yourself and be okay being flexible in your routine. I wouldn't recommend... Moving everything around 24-7 so that they don't know what to expect, but just keep it in the same line, if that makes any sense. Hopefully it does. And for me, it was planning my schedule around what works for my day already. So I know I already get up early. I know that I have breakfast by about this time. I know I want afternoons to myself, stuff like that, where I can fit different things in, how it can work. Look at your schedule, look at your day as it is, and then ask yourself, what can I do to make school fit into this schedule? Or what do I need to change a little bit so that school can fit here? And maybe you're that person who absolutely hates routines and schedules and you hate being told what to do. Sister, give yourself grace. Setting a routine or a schedule, like I said, doesn't have to be crazy strict. It could be something as simple as wake up, get ready, Eat breakfast, do school for 30 minutes, and then free play. And then in the afternoon, do school for 30 minutes, and then snuggle time. Whatever that looks like, you don't have to say. At 8 o'clock, we wake up. At 9 o'clock, we eat breakfast. At 10 o'clock, we do reading. At 11 o'clock, don't put that pressure on yourself. It doesn't have to be that strict. But if you just have some sort of routine so that everyone knows what to expect, There won't be questions. Your kids will know what's coming next, and so will you, and will take so much pressure off your shoulders. The third thing for me and my family is for sure a behavior system. Well, this was kind of a thing, like even before uh, we started this, my son, anytime he does something, he's like, I did something good. Can I clip up? And he would like pretend to clip himself. And like, this has been happening since August, literally. <laughs> and so each child, when we were talking about their routine and different things that they were doing at school, each child in their classroom has a behavior chart. My kids, I know, work better on reward systems. I mean, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, right? Um, so I knew setting up some sort of behavior chart or reward system, not only helped them to see how they should be showing up every single day but it gives me it gives me control <laughs> because I will be the first to admit I got a hot head. I've got like zero patience, 100. And when I get mad, it's my natural go-to to yell. When I get angry, I raise my voice. When I'm frustrated, I am not nice. So I knew I had to do something so that in those moments of frustration, it could be straight to the point, not angry, not mean, and they understood. So now if I'm frustrated, I can simply say, go clip down. And it is what it is. It's very important that you ask your children for help through this process. Let them know that this is new for you, just like it's new for them. And we're all learning. Give them grace and give yourself grace. And I think that's been one of the biggest, most helpful things for me is communicating with them, making their behavior important and showing them how it affects the rest of our day. It's huge. Communication is everything and your kids are never, never, never too small to talk to you or to understand how you're feeling. They're actually super freaking smart. And if you're willing to ask for help from them, you would be so surprised. You guys, they are my kids. And I don't, I don't brag about much often, but my kids are so good. I mean, yes, they're kids, but because I've always, I have always been very strict and very straightforward and I've always talked to them like they are humans, not babies It's made the biggest difference in their life and in my life. So make sure you have some sort of behavior system so that you can control your cool in those moments of like hot-headedness and that they understand their responsibility in this. Tip number four, take action. You have to take control of your time. For me, the biggest, most helpful thing is getting up early. And I know you're probably like, Dude, I don't have to go to work. I'm laid off right now or whatever they're calling it at the moment. I'm social distancing at home. I have nowhere to to be or nothing to do. I don't need to get up early. I get it. I feel it. Like, girl, I want you to sleep. But I don't want you to sabotage yourself. I don't want you to end up sleeping your life away getting frustrated because you don't have time to do all this stuff, or honestly starting your day behind. I want you to get up and take action so that you can have you time, so you can have quiet, so you can prepare your day, so you can think before your children are up and need you, before you're expected to show up as someone or something. Time for just you. And I'll remind you to stay in your routine. Don't hit snooze. Get your ass out of bed and take care of you. And I'm not saying you have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I like to do that, but that doesn't mean you do. But I'm just saying don't sleep till 9 o'clock. Don't sleep till 1 o'clock. Get up early before your kids so that you have some time to think. Have a nice cup of coffee. Read 10 pages of a good book. Whatever that looks like. Other things that are working in our homeschooling is realizing that kids just love to play. So we do lots of activities, and we do lots of play learning. We just keep it creative. It's lighthearted. Our centers, as we have them laid out, are just 30 minutes at a time. And for some kids, for some of the kids, it's too much. And so I kind of know when you hit those limits and you can say, okay, go do this. Okay. Go do that. We also, Our centers, let me just explain them to you, are one-on-one time where I can work one-on-one with the assignments that the teacher sent home. They have computer time where they have computer learning or some of the kids have assignments from the teachers online. We also have art. We also have move your body and reading. And a lot of those times I'm pretty flexible with them as long as they get the, the core work done. That's the important part, right? The rest is play. Remember, I'm not a pro at this at all. Like 100%, this is we're one week in. Today, week two, Monday. It's been a little up and down. We're just rolling with the punches at this point, and that's all that we can do. I don't have control over it all, but I can do everything in my power to make it a positive positive environment for them. But because I'm not a professional at this and I've never actually taught before, I wanted to make sure that I reached out to my teacher friends so that they could give feedback on what they recommend. Because I mean, they're going through these changes. Some of the biggest things that I got told was schedule inconsistency is everything. So kind of like what I said, They repeated the fact that you need to have some sort of schedule and you need to keep it consistent. Your child will learn from that. They need a routine. They need to know what's going on. It puts them at ease. And then the second biggest thing was play. Play, play, play some more. Do lots of hands-on activities and just have fun. Play and have fun. That was reiterated over and over and over. Don't make it too in-depth. Don't make it where they have to have all these tests and do all these things, just relax and enjoy the time with them and do things that will teach them stuff, but they can be creative and they can use the hands-on outlets in the process. Then another thing that was super, super crucial was patience. You see, we are all learning here. The mamas, the kids, the teachers, we're all in a learning state at the moment. We're all just kind of figuring it out as we go. So have patience with your child or children. Understand that this is new to them too. One of the big things was practice skills they know. Don't worry about going above and beyond and teaching other things. Right now, especially as we're going to the end of the school year, really emphasize on the things that they're knowing. So for us in our house, what does that look like? Each day my littles are writing their ABCs over and over again. They're writing the numbers. They're writing their name. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing insane, but they get to practice those letters over and over and over again. For my bigs, it's telling me money each day. It's going through the math facts that they've already learned. It's just reading books and having them word vomit it back to me. Tell me what happened. Describe it. Let's talk about it. And really digging into the feelings and the emotions and understanding as we watch the zoo things, as we watch Bill Nye, as we watch Uh, The Magic School Bus or Wild Those are all awesome things that we found on YouTube that we've been learning. And I can literally sit them down if, if I have something I need to do and say, all right, watch this Magic School Bus episode on Inside the Body and tell me three things afterwards. And we can sit there and we can talk about it. What was cool? What was different? Focus on the skills that they know and have those fun virtual field trips. Some of the teachers definitely reiterated the brain breaks. And what that means is work. Play, work, play. So don't expect them to sit there for like an eight hour day like they would in school and be working nonstop. That's not exactly what it looks like. Let them work for a few minutes, play for a little bit, work for a little bit, play for a little bit. And each child is so, so different. So you have to see, engage their attention span as you go. You're going to learn as you go. You're going to see how they learn versus how their brother learns, and you're going to understand. Their love languages, how they take feedback, what they need from you. And so give those brain breaks. Be willing to listen to your kid. Another big tip was for you to plan ahead. So that means maybe it means sitting down Sunday evening and figuring out what in the world you're going to do during the school week. That way you know where to start. Lucky for us, our teachers sent home um, like little packets like week by week sheets where it gave you ideas of things to do. And... And that's really what I get to do. But since I have five kids, it does take me a little bit longer to go through and say, okay, this is what this kid's doing. This is what that kid's doing. So it may look different for you, but set a general game plan the week ahead. And again, reiterating that it's a not an eight hour work day. It's going to look different at home. For me, at my home, we get up, the kids move their body. They do motivation, gratitude. We read the the Bible. And then we sit down for school at nine and we are trying our hardest to be done by noon so that all the stuff's done through that. But of course, like I said, we're rolling with the punches. So sometimes one kid needs a little more work or sometimes one kid doesn't need as much work and we're just kind of mixing it up as we go. And it's taking longer, sometimes shorter. You just have to kind of learn what works. Another big, big thing that the teachers wanted to say was to read. Read a lot, read out loud, read together, read for fun. If you're letting the kids read, have them read at their level so they're not discouraged. You don't want them to be frustrated or wanna give up. If it is a bigger book, instead of having them read it, just have them do the sight words. Look for short little words that they know or are in their reading level. And again, they reiterated, play and have fun, get creative. And I know if you're an OCD mom like me, you're like, no art, no play, no fun. I don't want to clean up the mess, right? <laughs> or maybe that's just me. I don't know. But seeing them get fun or seeing them have fun and get creative is really, it's so inspiring because just seeing how their brain works it's it's the coolest thing ever and if you need ideas for projects definitely hit up Pinterest that's where I'm going I know I'm trying to share as much as possible on my blog but of course with all this craziness again I'm rolling with the punches in my work and sometimes the blog gets put on the back burner but I'm going I'm sharing as I go so Give me grace, but feel free to check out my blog to see what we are doing here at Cool School. Understand that each child is different. That was definitely repeated and repeated in the teacher's comments. Not each child is gonna be the same. Everyone is gonna learn different. Everyone's gonna have different attention spans. Give yourself grace and them grace. Have fun with this. Remember if you're harboring bad energy and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. I'm a pain. It's a pain in the butt. It's a waste of my time. If you're saying all those terrible things, guess what? Your kids are feeling it. They feel like they're not worthy. They feel like they are burdening you. Don't let them be a burden. Let them know that the time that you have with them is treasured and it's valued and you love it. So give yourself grace. And understand that this whole journey is new for everyone. And know that you're doing the best that you can. I'm so freaking proud of you. I'm so excited to see how this really improves your your life with your family. Because I know all the time we say, we're so busy. We're so busy. Oh, we can't do that. We're so busy. The kids will ask to play and we say, we can't because we're busy. Busy, 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 right? Right. It's everything that we pray for is more time, more time, more time. Guess what? God's answering your prayers. Are you going to enjoy it? Or are you going to throw yourself a pity party because you have to spend time with your family? The choice is yours. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of hustle to happiness podcast. If this episode spoke to you, please pause right here and take a screenshot, go share on your social media and be sure to tag me seeing how my voice, my words, and my heart has lifted you up and inspired you really means the most to me. And if you can do me a favor, write a review, let other people know what you think of this podcast. As always, I'm your host, Deidre Weaver, and I'm so grateful that you took time out of your day to sit here with me. Now go hustle to your happiness. with a lot of changes going on in the world right now, I know it can be total chaos. And there may be things that you're missing out on such as work or the gym or your fitness classes, whatever that may be. Maybe you finally have time to just take and spend on your own health and fitness, but you don't know where to start or you don't have the budget for it. Because let's be honest, we don't know what to expect. No worries, I'm here and I want to help you. I've created a free webpage that has tons of free workouts and workouts for you and your kids to do. Not only that, but I've also shared a helpful meal plan and a gratitude paper that you can print out and use every single day at your convenience honestly I just want to be here to be the light and help you on your journey so if you'd like to download that or check it out simply go to my website which is www.deidraweaver.com and click the free resources tab under client resources there you'll be able to access it or you can message me on instagram and say hey girl I want that free page and I will send it right your way